0: Jim Ross, you don't get a tag team in the air four times out of five years for nothing. Tell him, Hawk, detached retinas, deviated septums, internal hemorrhaging, torn cartilage. These are the things that dreams are made of. well let me tell you something brother but to be the man you gotta beat the man you no good for
1: nothing egg-sucking dog
0: talk to me Roya! baby i'm at a birthday party in the omni sort of like welcome to my nightmare i'm roddy piper and you're not the best there is The best there was, and the best there ever will be. With a symbol of excellence, the 4 horsemen. Oh,
1: yeah! Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember it. The, The best we got. All right. Got Matt and Snowball here tonight. Hello, everybody. What's going on? So you can tell by our intro today, it's all about the wrestling.
0: Wrestling.
1: Oh my goodness. We all grew up wrestling fans. Yes, we did. So, and we, me and uh, my buddy Devlin did a podcast very early on about our top, um, our favorite wrestlers of the 80s. And, and this group here, we did our favorite uh, territory. We talked about territories, wrestling territories yes. of the 80s. And we thought it would be appropriate to do the trifecta of, of 80s um, wrestling and, and do tag teams. So, we're going to talk about our favorite tag teams of the 80s. And, and you know, some maybe weren't our favorites, but that were good and memorable. And we're going to bring those up and talk about those today. So, uh, before we do that, let's do a little something we like to call. 80s Rewind. Snowball, you seem excited to share yours. So, so uh, if you guys are just tuning in, <laughs> if you guys are do, just tuning in, we decided uh, we to do a thing a few weeks ago where you know kind of like what are you reading what are you listening to kind of thing so what kind of 80s thing happened to you this past week that you want to share with the crowd
2: um my kind of 80s flashback happened at the uh, Atlanta airport um I was walking through and they had a big collection of uh lunch boxes um from the 70s and 80s combined just looking at those and just kind of bringing back the memories. I had a kung fu one, and then I had the NFL one, where it was just all the helmets because you didn't actually get your own team on a on a lunchbox. Oh, you yeah. got the right. whole league. You got everybody. Right. You know, so that was pretty cool to see those. There was a hilarious Charlie's Angels one where Jacqueline Smith's, like karate chopping some guy. <laughs>
1: hey, did you guys ever get those? um I don't know if your school sold them. Do you have pencil machines? Absolutely. Yes. With the NFL teams? Oh, yes. Man. Oh, my gosh. I collected all those. Yeah. We
0: used to pencil fight back in school. You know what with I'm talking the about?
1: The NFL ones? Those were Dude, collectors. You, but I wouldn't even write with
0: them. <laughs> oh, no. We'd we pencil fight the crap out of them. You're pencil fight? Oh, yes. we used to pencil uh-huh. fight,
2: but not with the NFL ones. Oh, you wouldn't use to the save them? No. Uh, no. No, you bring the big kindergarten fat
0: one. <laughs> yeah, the, the Indian
1: chief or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, those were good. Yeah, I was pretty good at pencil fighting. I was, yeah. too. I, I, I mean, I you can't hold it too tight. Right. Guys that hold it too it's, tight, it's, and that's where they break. A lot of lose. it's about the hold,
0: you know, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, playing defense. You know, defense oh, yeah. championships. That's soft right. Soft hands. Yeah, soft hands won part yeah, you, you sound know. like you have soft hands. I'm just saying I'm pretty good – well yeah, now that he's in a in
1: a managerial role, he, his hands have gone. Yeah, so. if
0: we uh if we had some pencils here right now, I'd just I would back up my towel. We'd do a pen fight and like be going yeah. all time. <laughs> I got a bunch of pens We have got there. our number twos
1: laying around here That's and you're right. lucky. You're lucky. So any any other memorable lunch boxes that stick out from the collection you saw? Oh, there's a lot of girl ones that I
2: really I can't recall. So
0: I've got a metal uh he man, master of the universe, with thermos. Did you? Okay,
1: I got it now. I mean, it's, it's nice. uh, I still yeah. got it. I have a Batman one. It's, it's sort of small, and I can't remember. I think I got it like a, in an auction. It had like some stuff in it, so like it's a couple Batman Hot Wheels or something. Originally old, or is it like no, a new it's, remake? No. It's not very cool, but I do have it. Mm. Yeah, okay. it was hang, it was hanging out here in the studio, but since we're getting ready to move the studio. It's a lot of my cool things have been taken down. I see, that. So, I see that? Yeah. So, yeah. So, what, what's your age?
0: Uh, my mine, mine's food related. It was um, we we did a little stop by Schumann's Meat and we picked up some stuff. And we one of the things we like to grab over there is the uh, the rectangle pizza. Oh, the school and pizzas. Just, yeah. Yeah. It, it just it, it, that that pe- school pizza just brings up the whole conversation of explain to my daughter just, you know, what it meant on, on pizza day, you know, to get that. I mean, it was just, it was game changing. You know, when, okay. when Pizza so, cafeteria, oh do Did man. they taste like they did back then? Absolutely. Okay. It, to me, yeah, I mean, to, okay. to, to me, the, it's, it's just like I was back in school. Oh, do you fold it when you eat it? Oh, see, if, if they're a little soggy, yeah. I mean, yeah, if yeah. you make them sometimes, they're... Back then, they were. I would, I would do the fold, oh, kind of yeah. like a, like a New York pizza, almost,
1: but you
2: know, yeah. just square school pizza. Big was pepperonis, little, mini pepperonis, no, no, they're crumbles, squares,
0: little crumbles, little tiny like, squares. Yeah, yeah. Okay. little tiny yeah. things. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sometimes we have sausage too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sometimes cheese. That was less popular. Yeah. No. No. does yeah. cheese. So Everybody's so, seen. how many come in a pack?
0: I think there's eight. 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 How much it costs? Not that much, and uh, not. Uh, uh, I don't remember now. We, so inflation hasn't
1: lunch. changed the pizza. Yeah, no, it, it
0: it was it was reasonable. You get like a little bag of them.
1: Oh, so good! She wow, wow. Prager. Nice. So my '80s moment happened yesterday, actually. So, um, buddy of mine and Matt's, Greg McNichols, his son just celebrated uh-huh. a birthday, and you know, Greg was being a good dad. And he posted yes. how proud he was of his son, and he showed a picture of him when he was born. But Greg had like this mullet, and he had this this mustache that kind of drooped down, and I and I put on there and I posted a picture. I'm like, I'm just proud of how much you look like Magnum TA, (laughs) who was one of our favorite '80s wrestlers. There you go. You know, he was a he was a who's who, huge star up until he got in that car accident. (laughs) So that which transitions nicely into our. uh, our podcast today yeah, about I the do wrestling.
2: That. wrestling it is it's yeah, right. that. so,
1: all right we're going to take a brief time out here we're going to come back and talk about uh some of the tag teams of the 80s and and what we remember about them so hang tight thank you for listening to living in the 80s we want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TunedIn Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Alright, welcome back to Living in the 80s. So, we are excited, super excited to be talking about tag teams. Wrestling tag teams. So, you know, all of these we may not necessarily be a fan of, but you got to respect the talent.
0: Now, uh, can I go on record before we get all into this and and just say, uh, you yeah, know, I've been a wrestling fan. I grew up being a wrestling fan. Just, you know, we go to the matches, love them. Some mm-hmm. of my favorite memories are, are watching these guys beat the crap out of each other. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, just, it was f- phenomenal. Uh, but but I want to go on record and say that I just I'm I am i am not fluent um really? when, when it comes to uh when it comes to some of the the workings the, the the knowledge that you two have I feel like you guys are like you know teaching a, a class like you do like, like like uh you know French 3 where I'm coming in sometimes at at French 1 you know what I'm saying I, I'm intro yeah. I'm 101 Hey, but, but i'm'm I'm, I'm, you know my, my heart's there but see you guys you guys just, just
2: we're gonna coach you up
0: you're gonna coach me up yes. okay all right i mean because i know it i've seen i seen this but i mean I, but my you know i'm just saying i just wanted i'm gonna lead with that i'm relying a lot on you guys today i'm I'm just here for the joy and the love of the ring. You feel me? I feel you, man. Okay. I feel you. All right. <laughs> Blood
1: the sweat. But Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt, as we get going here, I'm sure you're going to have plenty to add well, to, let's, to let's, this I'm conversation. Because some of just, these guys I know you know very well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll go through these and, and talk. So, I, like Matt said, I also grew up a wrestling fan. Uh, I started watching wrestling, in, actually, in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was my freshman year. We were... Uh, my brother had started watching it, him and his buddies were, and he tried to keep, get me to watch it with him, and I'm like, I'm not watching that fake crap, I don't even care about it. And uh, we ended up at my Aunt Louise's house in Kentucky. And uh, we were there, and there is absolutely nothing to do there. Like when you're a kid, you can like climb this little hill there, but when you're like 14, <laughs> that hill is not as big as it seemed, and there's really nothing to do. And so... We were watching TV, and wrestling came on, so nowhere to go, and tell you what, I was hooked within, like, 15 minutes. That's awesome. (laughs) So,
2: it was amazing. How about you, Mike? Tell us about, like, when you first knew you were a wrestling fan. I was probably about five years old. Um, My parents were divorced, so I had the single dad who's always looking for things to do, you know, (laughs) your your weekend with him, so... He was friends with a guy that was the local uh, commissioner, um, and uh, he'd get us tickets to the wrestling matches at the Seven Eleven Union Hall in Mansfield, Ohio, and Sweet. we would go to the matches there. It was a small place; it was probably held like fifteen hundred people or so. And you know, I've stated this on one of the prior podcasts. You know, one of my first memories is of some bald guy in bare feet carrying a pig to the ring. Which we found out later, his name was Go. Oh. You found this out, and you told us. I did find Mike something. He was actually a police officer and a bodyguard for the Sheik. So nice, <laughs> the original Sheik out of Detroit. So, so,
1: so like they're they're just like desperate. A guy calls off, like, "Hey, take off your shoes, hold yep. this pig under your arm.
2: You're going to be a wrestler tonight." of to the ring. So that's my earliest memory. So you know, then not long after that, uh, cable TV came along and. We were introduced to Georgia Championship Wrestling, nice on WTBS. Ted Turner, so nice, love it, love it.
1: So, um, and which, which, by the way, that's what I was watching. Georgia Championship, Wrestling. Georgia Championship. Yeah, that, that was the one that that's, um, that's I was that really did it for me. So, okay, so uh, let, let's just get right into it. Um, so, what we did here, like, we're just here trying to think. Uh, I was trying to think, like, who, which tag teams do I remember fondly from the 80s then you google them and kind of there's some that you get reminded of and so I, I did a personal top 10 list myself but Snowball's also got a list and Matt we'll just kind of let you us, I'm
0: following your leads alright buddy just, let, let's, let's, the let's list. do it
1: let's do it so Snowball I'll let you <coughs> go you talk about a team first or and we'll just discuss those okay
2: Uh, One of my favorite tag teams growing up, and they're actually still wrestling today. They're doing a... uh Kind of a goodbye tour would be the Rock and Roll Express. Rock and the Roll Rock Express. And they're sixty two, 62, 63 years old, and they're still out there performing. No, they're and not. and yeah. They still have them that hair. Still got they, mullets. Had, they had the mullets,
1: but they're like more of a skull. Yes, <laughs> yeah. they are. Well, well, I think I think Robert, like uh, Ricky Morton's, isn't quite back as far. But Robert Gibson, it, it mm-hmm. is like the skull. Like he's like got nothing left on the top, hardly. Wow. So but uh, they get around okay for old guys.
2: Yep, they they're still very entertaining. I was actually fortunate enough to see uh Ricky Morton about 12 years ago, two different times uh and when I I lived in the state of Virginia and he came to town and he at that time he was 54 years old and I was impressed that he was the best wrestler still on the card at 54 years old. Wow. That's amazing. And
1: you guys and those of you that are listening that really don't give a crap about wrestling one way or another you know, it's got its reputation of being, like, circus sideshow, whatever. You've got to be well-conditioned to do some of the things they do. Yeah, it's oh, choreographed. Yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, the, the things are planned. You really have to help your opponent get over and kind of be a better performer. Mm-hmm. But it
2: takes a lot of work. Oh, a man. A ton of work. I just love that they still love to entertain. Yes, if yes. you watch a little you know you can go on twitter and catch little tidbits of some of their matches and they still love to go out there and entertain the crowd oh yeah mm-hmm. and, and there's
1: different places to see interviews and things like that mm-hmm. like on youtube and stuff and you can just tell they just still mm-hmm. enjoy what they're doing so hopefully they don't separate themselves too much from the ring
2: and there's still some involvement because mm-hmm. I, I think they can you know i think they can still contribute a yeah. lot. they still team. make appearances on aew and nwa power and you Know a couple of other shows, so still yep. very involved. Yep, um, I'm
1: going to talk about uh, a tag team that I never was really a fan of so much, but as years have gone by, I got a little bit more of an appreciation for him. and here's why. So, my buddy Devlin, I talked about, uh, he is a wrestler, he's not as active as he was due to COVID and stuff. A lot of the live shows were were shut down, and so he's... Uh, I think he wrestled here a few months ago. But uh, we were talking one day about tag teams, and uh, he was saying that um, demolition was a lot better than they got credit for. I thought, ah, you know, I'm just not... Look at the big leather rhinestone diapers they come with. Like, like, they had zero... like. You see, it, they come. Well, they look like a couple fat slobs come to the ring. Like they didn't look like anything, but Axe and Smash was actually the masked superstar. Yes. And Crusher Khrushchev. Hmm. And Crusher Khrushchev was a very good wrestler, and actually the superstar was too. Yeah. Now, if if they if they would have come out and they called him the superstars, yeah, or something. I would have liked them a lot better. Yes, but they better. they looked like Road Warrior ripoffs. Yes, that's what they did. They had the face paint, the black leather. They growled a lot when they did their interviews, and they had the dumbest manager in the history of the WWF was Mister Fuji. Now, <laughs> now when, when I when I start talking about maybe not as dumb as Slick, Slick was dumber. But when we're talking about this stuff here, I we don't have a lot of love and respect around here for the WWF in the eighties. It was very cartoony, right. very uh, you know, it's it's kid stuff. But there there were some good performers that were in there, but they were just kind of fewer and further between. It's like basically when guys from the credible promotion sold out, they went to the WWF. Lighter workload, didn't have to bleed. Got their gimmick. Very, yeah. very G rated. It wasn't like. You know, Tully Blanchard, Magnum T.A. doing an I Quit match and going ninety minutes, and both guys are in a pool of blood. Like you're not going to see that stuff in the Mm -hmm. WWF. A lot more (laughs) tame, a lot more tame. But, but uh, for what they were, they were very good performers. Demolition, I'm talking about. And uh, you know, they. If you watch matches now from back then, it's like, okay, yeah, they're not as bad as I thought. So. I, I put them as maybe the the tenth best. And, and before we go any further, when we get done, there's going to be a lot of honorable mentions. Like my all-time, one of my all-time favorite tag teams was bigger in the '90s. So we'll talk about them towards the end. But. Um, Okay, um, go ahead. Matt, would you like to... I know there's one tag team that you really like to Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's
0: higher probably on the list, but if Uh, you... You go ahead and talk about them. One of my favorites has probably got to be the Fabulous Freebirds. I'm just... I just... They were the most entertaining Mm -hmm. to me. They they may not have been the most uh, athletic-looking. Not the
1: best singers.
0: Yeah, we we did have a little uh, recap last week from uh Michael Hayes' uh singing abilities. Yeah. Not not, uh, not so good. Not so good. But daggone he could work a crowd. You know what I mean? Oh my I gosh. Just, great just,
1: great on interviews. Michael Hayes, heat. Terry
0: Gordy, Buddy Roberts, Jim Garvin. Uh, they they were just yeah, my, my favorite part of, of the of the Fabulous Freebirds was talking to Gordon Soley. Or you know, just mm-hmm talking to whoever's interviewing him because man they could fire up a crowd they could they, whether they
1: were good guys or bad
0: guys didn't matter I yeah. mean they were just uh they, they to me they were just fun to watch and they I mean they you know they, they usually involved a lot of blood I mean sometimes they were kind of in that you know the Tommy Rich era. Back we oh, see yeah. a lot
1: of blood, a lot, you know, a lot of oh, yeah. blonde,
0: bleached blonde hair going to and turn. Those red guys head.
1: they come there doing their interviews with like the bandages on their heads, Love or them. you can see the scars on there, like they had been stitched.
0: See that that's that was my. I mean that that's the kind
2: of the stuff I loved. It was uh-huh. just a, so what was better, the ring entrance or Michael Hayes moonwalking in the ring? <laughs> 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 I I you
0: know there's I I think it's the, the ring. I, Michael Hayes' strut is just, it's one, I mean, Dusty Rhodes sometimes had a good strut when he got worked out a little bit. Ric Flair. Ric Flair has the great strut. Maybe the best strut. Ric Flair's got a great strut, but boy, Michael has got a really way, really great way to, 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 you know, walk across a, a room there. Oh, yeah. He's
2: amazing. What do you think? I uh, would have to say the ring entrance. I just love the way his hair would bounce. And...
0: <laughs> but he's got that little step uh, he does, you know, yeah, little to the rhythm of the music, little, he... little bob of his head. I mean, I'm telling you, he... some Bad yeah. Street
2: USA playing in the background. Um, it, yeah. It's hard. You to know, make. I liked it better when they played Freebird.
1: Oh yeah, because they would come out and that keyboard and the guitar playing yeah. and the drum, like it, it was just something. Because they were the first. They were the first wrestlers to actually use entrance music oh yeah and so when they when, when like here you are in, in the small little georgia championship wrestling studio there on techwood drive like you're sitting here gordon soley's talking and that music hits and they're not even there like you know they come in michael comes in strutting terry yeah. and ba- terry and buddy jack are, are standing back there and michael's just preaching to the masses like oh, that's good and stuff. he had the crowd in his hand man Dude, yeah. He, he they was, were my number two tag team Oh,
0: absolutely. So. He he is I mean, he's charisma personified. Oh, I mean, yeah. That dude is just he's electric. Uh and he he's fun to watch and they they were good. Yeah. Oh, they're I great. I mean, they are were fantastic. And you got you got Terry Gordy's size. I mean, so they, they were they were very formidable with just the, the brute
2: size and, and Mike was just an athlete and Oh yeah. They were they were great. Do you remember when I discovered you liked wrestling? Do you even remember that at all? You were dressed up for something at church for like Halloween or whatever, and I was like, you know, you look like Michael PSAs. Oh, yes, <laughs> I think you texted me after that.
1: I think, I think it says like I met a new friend. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, that's funny. That's that's awesome. I have no idea what you were supposed to actually I, be, but you sure look like a freebird. Wow, knew. maybe that's it was the stars and bars you were wearing. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, it's an ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's great,
1: man. That is oh, great. That's
0: funny. That's
1: funny. All right. So, Snowball, what you got next,
2: man? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Fantastics. Probably okay. not really nationally known, very well-known down in Memphis. Mm-hmm. And actually locally here. Um, we're based out of Columbus, Ohio, and uh, one half of the tag team is Bobby Fulton. Mm-hmm. He's from uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, which is about an hour down the road from here. I didn't know that. Yep. And wow. his tag team partner was Tommy Rogers. Yeah. Tommy Rogers was a wrestler that I could see myself being. He wasn't the biggest guy. Yeah. But he was darn good looking. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. He had blonde hair parted down the middle, a little mullet in the back. Wow. He had the dark hair. He dyed it a little later. Did blonde. he die? Yeah. Okay. and uh, he was known for the Rogers Um. Rocket which is basically he would go off the top rope about three quarters the way across the ring for a splash so nice Nice. yeah
1: that's cool Um, I remember when Tommy Rogers was wrestling in Georgia he was like a prelim guy like Mm -hmm. he was a jabroni and I thought thought, this dude he was built good good looking dude I'm like They've, they've got to find something to do with right. to do with him, and then he left and had gone. You know, you get like Pro Wrestling Illustrated and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You would see where he would be like down in Texas or Memphis or the, those areas down south, and you know, him and Fulton had become the Fantastics. And it's like you kind of see him come up, and they came to the NWA for a while. Um, I think it was right right before World Championship Wrestling, you know, WCW took over. Mm-hmm. They were there
2: in that but i i liked them they were good very athletic yeah very athletic they weren't the biggest guys i'm sure both of them were probably like 5'9 or so yeah probably about 210 yeah uh, you know they,
1: they're they, they kind of they, they could have been kind of revered like the rock and roll express i think mm-hmm. had they got the right brakes and and had the um you know had the longevity but they, they had that same style yes they did so yeah very good stuff Matt, do you uh, you got anybody else on here that looks appealing to you?
0: Well, I mean, oh, that's my that's my thing. There, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, I like. I, I'm I'm more of the obvious kind of stuff. I mean, I obviously, um, love the Road Warriors. I mean, oh,
1: yeah, I mean, but they're
0: kind of like the you know, they're top dogs. Or I see they're, they're my number, number like on your list. like
1: they are number one, and then I get the Freebirds at two. But there's, like, such a distance yeah, between one and huge. two.
2: Like, the Road Warriors are, oh, too. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah, they revolutionized the tag team business. I mean, there was a lot of imitation, a lot, lot of imitators Powers out of there. Pain, yeah. Demolition, um,
1: shoot, who else? There's there another team, too, that, that, like, sort of tried to copy them. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it yeah i mean
0: they they were they were freakish,
1: yeah I remember right. I remember when they first came out um it was just I think it was Hawk was known as the road warrior, like animal was coming, but he wasn't like totally trained yet I think Hawk got into it maybe a little bit before animal did, and um i saw saw him wrestle in Columbus as the road warrior against some mm. somebody who just destroyed him. And I thought, man, that dude looks like, seriously, like something from Mad Max. Like, right. that dude looks freaking meanish. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then it's probably not a month later that they came out with Paul Ellering and they were the Road Warriors and just destroyed everybody. And, you know, we have a kind of affection for Animal here. Is his son, Laurinaitis. James Laurinaitis, yeah. was an Ohio State Buckeye, who we're, we're quite fond of around here. A little bit. So, yeah, the Road Warriors, man
2: just love them, love them. (laughs) My memory is I go back to the Union Hall again, and there's the the door where the faces would come in. That's the good guys. And another door where the heels would come in. And at that time, the road warriors were a heel. And you just hear somebody just beating on the steel door, can't get it open, you know, just pounding on it. And the police officer kindly walks over pushes it open and there's the road warriors just in a rage because <laughs> no. they couldn't get in and had to wait five seconds. But <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's great. But yeah, they
1: super strong guys. This is the, this is the steroid area of wrestling. Yeah. So everybody was jacked, And, yeah. you know, the bigger you were, the more money you got paid. Right. If you bleed, you get paid. You know, if you do certain things in a match, you know, you're getting a bump in pay. And so, I'm sure they were paid well
2: because they were huge. I always just felt bad for the jobbers, the enhancement talent that would just go in there and they would just pummel them. They didn't oh. care. You could like I was
1: I was. It's funny. A couple weeks ago, I was watching an episode of uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling on on Peacock, mm-hmm. and uh, they had just they had come in and I, I think it was was Hulk just clotheslined this poor jabroni, and the guy did a flip like he. I mean, they were very, they were very stiff, which basically means they would put a little force or power behind what they did. They wouldn't just like fake punch and miss; like they would hit you. And this poor guy was just destroyed. Like <laughs> they, I think they had to pay, get paid extra to wrestle those guys. Oh wow, it's crazy! It's crazy. So
0: yeah, they, they were. I think they were a league a league of their own when it comes to uh, the way they looked, the way they come up. and their popularity. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just ginormous. Yep. Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Um, another WWF tag team i want to bring up here is uh, the British Bulldogs. Mm. Davey Boy Smith, Dynamite Kid, speaking of guys on steroids. Yes. <laughs> so if you look at Dynamite Kid from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, he was skinny and scrawny, and by, like, 1985-ish, he was huge. Like, he was massive. Mm. I mean, shorter guy, but just built like a brick house. Weren't we'll they
0: cousins or something?
1: Uh, I, British Bulldogs? I don't know. I think they build them that way, but I don't think they truly were. Yeah, Davey Boy Smith actually married into the Hart family.
2: Maybe. Right? Oh, yeah? Yeah
1: he, yep. yeah, he married Bret Hart's sister. So, um, so did Jim Hart. Yeah, so the whole family. Was,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, they were, I mean, the British Bulldogs, they were very good performers, and I think... You know, they had their even even in the WWF, where you know the violence and stuff wasn't as appreciated, the technical wrestling wasn't as appreciated. They had enough of character that they got over, but they were good wrestlers in the meantime. So remember, they would have the two different types of suplexes. One was a snap suplex, the other was like a slower one, and they would uh, you know always comment on that, like. That's what they talk about. Yeah. The <laughs> that's the WWF where Now, Davey Boy Smith came to WCW a few years later, but at this point in his career, his I think his back had been, he'd had back surgery, but he was still huge. And he ended up dying a few years later. I think his heart exploded or something. It was wow. steroids, but it yeah, was very sad to see. But, you know, I enjoyed watching
2: him. You got there, Snowball. Well, this would be one of the last of the old style tag teams, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, Ooh. Oli and Arn Anderson, or you could yeah. go Ole and Gene Anderson. Oh were, yeah, you know they were all about working the body part. You know,
0: there was a that's
2: who f- I was going to think Minnesota. Is that or something? I, I I'm so of, sorry. I love those dudes. Yeah, man. yeah So Ollie and Gene were, I believe, actually related. But then you brought in Arn Anderson, who uh, Marty Lundry. Yes. Was really not an Anderson, but but looked had, like him. Had the look. He looked a little bit the, like Ole. Short stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, had yeah. the style. You know, they're were, they weren't flashy. They were just good old fashioned wrestling where they just you know would wear guys down. They seem more systematic. Like those are yeah. the guys that. And, and to hear the
0: commentators during their, and they're working on the knee, and then like yeah. they just they would work on that knee the whole entire match, or they working on the elbow, or you know working they, on
1: that shoulder, yeah, and, or the solar plexus, and then hear Gordon solely talk about it too. He would like dissect body parts, yeah, the solar plexus attached yeah. to this other thing, yeah. <laughs> As you can see, the enormous pressure. But they, but
0: they were like wrestler wrestlers. I yes. mean, they they were like. It's like they were just really glorified high school wrestling studs. You know, I mean, they were just very technical about it. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Which goes right into, um, they called them the Brain Busters in the WWF. But Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson together were a great tag team. And they, they wrestled a lot together when they were in WCW, and W A, But you know, the four horsemen together as a group... Um, would have interchangeable parts, and they'd be different tag teams on different nights. But Tully and Arn were probably my favorite combination they had of the Horsemen, as far as uh, as um, as that goes. But yeah, the Minnesota Wrecking like like that is a different era of wrestling, and just a tough guys. Like when you when you saw the guys wrestle, you, you knew that in real life they were they were probably pretty tough. Oh yeah, yeah. Did
2: you ever have an opportunity to watch the dynamic duo? Uh, Tully Blanchard and Gino Hernandez. Yes, uh, they
1: used to USA Network used to have world class championship mm-hmm. wrestling on Sundays, and yeah, they were good.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. So, Matt, what do you got, man? We, we, we buy. A bunch, uh, are are we allowed? I mean, are you, we,
1: you can bounce around this list all you anybody want. Anybody you want. No, no are thing, we allowed no to things. mention the
2: Russians? Yes. Are we yeah.
0: allowed to talk about that? I mean, yeah. I'm saying... I mean, the in this day and political age. Political climate yeah. as it is. No.
1: You know what? Oh, yeah, well, we, we talked about Red Dawn a couple of weeks ago, so I'm, just I'm sure saying, we can. I don't know
0: if they were cover over you know, the other band to talk about, but uh, like Nikita Koloff and, I mean, Ivan Koloff, I mean... Oh, are we are we, we can talk about. Them. Oh, or yeah, it can, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: What were your thoughts? Oh, I, they were great. I I just can't imagine being a true heel in an era where people believed that it was oh, not a work that you know it, these guys oh, were yeah. actually Russian. They actually you know believed in communism and to go into some of these towns in the mountains of oh Tennessee and oh Georgia. Boy.
1: Like, you didn't know what those good old boys were going to do. Yeah. Right. And there were metal detectors. <laughs> you yeah, know, like not. a knife or a club or a gun. But it's funny, Nikita, Nikita Koloff was actually from Minnesota. Uh, so was, was Crusher Khrushchev, also mm-hmm. from Minnesota. And Ivan Koloff was from Canada.
2: Mm-hmm. Like none of them were related. No, they were, they none of were were them all, from Russia. None of them no. from Russia. I'll be darned. Yeah, actually, Ivan was almost better known as a singles wrestler in the WWF. F. He was a the, world champion. actually it was a WWWF. Yes. Yeah, three F's. He was the like one that finally beat Bruno Sammartino. Ooh, Bruno, Bruno had San been Martin champ for Jr. goodness like twenty for, years, yeah, off and on for <laughs> almost twenty years. So he came in and was major heat and. You know, a lot of people threatening his life because, you know, how dare you beat the, you know, Bruno San Martino. So. He's our hero. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny when I lived in Virginia, um, Ivan Koloff lived nearby and you would see little flyers. He'll be speaking at this church, you know, on <laughs> Sunday and stuff. So. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That is funny. Mm-hmm. But I oh, yeah. always loved that Nikita lived the gimmick. He spoke in his terrible fake Russian accent. Yeah, yeah. All, All the, the heroes. <laughs> yeah. All the time. He never broke character. Absolutely. But he legally got his name changed to Nikita Koloff. I love that. Like his real name was like Leonard Bernstein or Scott something. Simpson.
1: Scott Simpson. Is that what it was? Yes. yes. Wow.
0: <laughs> he got it changed.
1: Yeah. Legally, so he's legally Nikita Koloff these no days. Way. Yeah, If you go
2: check into a hotel, you're not Scott Simpson. You're gonna keep cold off. Whoa, That's wow. awesome.
1: So he uh yeah, he um again, he's he's a, a born again Christian. He got uh he, he gave his life to the Lord through his uh friendship with Sting. And uh and he did. was uh he ended up being uh, he, you know, he's still to this day, he's he uh
2: yeah. pretty cool. Pretty good Christian. Their so, best match would be the uh Russian chain match. Oh yeah. <laughs> Strap a chain onto two oh, guys wow. just Lot blood, lot of blood. Of, yeah, lot of blood.
0: Yep. beat the crap out of each other. But
2: yeah, I liked. To...
1: Yeah, I, in, in fact, when I was watching the, that that uh, that show a couple weeks ago, you know, they were on there, and man, they they were. I mean, they were good workers, mm-hmm. very good workers. But yeah, when Nikita starts talking, it's like, oh, that sounds so bad. Especially like back then, you really thought he was Russian. It's like, mm-hmm. Wow. But, <laughs> so,
2: all right. What, what else? What you got there? Uh, I'm going to throw out the Soul Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) It's a WWF tag team. It was Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas was best known for being Mr. 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 USA Bodybuilder champion. And Rocky Johnson is famously known for being the father of The Rock.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Dwayne. Johnson, yeah, yes. 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 You ever see that that show,
2: Young Rock? Yes, I, I love that do. show. It's It's good. It's good.
0: Pretty
1: cool. And his
2: dad would always live the gimmick. He was driving the Cadillac, even though they were living in a you yep. know a little apartment. And, yep. Always that's, that's the pretty gimmick. Cool don't, right don't ever let down the gimmick. No, nope, to live it. That's that right. Is pretty
1: cool. That's right. So um I want to I want to bring up the rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti. Um, before they were in the WWF, they were in the AWA, and they are a lot younger. And Shawn Michaels is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. You know, not being the WWF guy, but the stuff he did solo and with the Generation X, like,
2: he was one of the best workers ever. Mm. I'm and, sorry, i got to correct your name. I believe it's the Midnight Rockers. <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. They were originally known as the Midnight Rockers. And so Vince Short well, took off the well. Midnight and they just became the rockers. But, uh, you know, one of the, the greatest today still looks great when, when Shawn Michaels turns on Marty Jannetty. They're in Brutus's Beefcakes, Brutus's Barbershop, and, and Shawn Michaels super kicks him through a window. It was, he was great. That's how they broke up the team because Shawn wanted to go solo uh, and not be a tag team guy, and uh, that's, that's how it happened. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh,
0: I'm I'm following you. You just (laughs) follow me. Those
2: are the guys I know. (laughs) All right. Let's see here. Well, an important part about the tag team of the 80s were they had great managers. And some of those great managers are like Paul Ellering for the Road Warriors, Mm -hmm. you had Jimmy Hart. You know, with the Heart Foundation. He had, Bobby the Brain Heaton yeah, yeah, and King Freddie Codette, Blassie. Yeah. But uh this but, one the manager almost really brought more heat than the wrestlers. Um uh, the Midnight Express. Oh yeah. Now my preference is beautiful Bobby and Lover Boy Dennis. Really? And not, I've gone back not, not Dennis Condry and Norvell Austin. The original? No, I didn't like the original. Original. They were beautiful, very boring. Yeah, beautiful Jimmy Bobby was, was, was a great worker, <laughs> and Loverboy Dennis really, you know, was not that good a looking dude. He was not. But when I go back and I watch the version with Sweet Stan, Stan was just not that good a worker. He's supposed to be a karate expert who yeah. really didn't <laughs> have that good of skills. <laughs> but uh, you know, Loverboy Dennis really didn't have the look. But they were both good workers in the ring. Yeah, and Cornet, you know, got the heat for them. You know, the guy was just absolutely annoying, which was what his job. That's was. what he's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably, you always called Mama. Yes, always calls Mama. Yeah. Probably the worst match they ever had, though, was the uh, night of the Skywalkers <gasps> against the Road Warriors. Shut your- when Jim Cornette blew his knee yeah. out? When, oh when, uh, my gosh! <laughs> when Big Bubba supposedly lost him in the lights and was supposed to catch him? That's what really happened. He, he says he lost him in the lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you think Bubba really didn't like him too much? I just the... think he just kind of miscalculated how fast he would fall. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. He, you could see, if you see the video, his, his knee does not twist the right way. Really. And Bubba's carrying him out and he's screaming. Like not not a word. Like he is jacked up. Oh wow. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that uh, Midnight Express was. I, I like Bobby and Stan together the best. Uh, to me, as the best era. I mean, we each like our own different flavor. Yeah, but. we do. We do. I I just I just think that they kind of brought more heat that way. Because like uh, Norvell Austin, Dennis Connery, like those two were so boring. Mm-hmm. Like boring. And I remember when they had them feuding against each other. Like, um, uh, Paulie Dangerously had the original Midnight Express, and then Jim Cornette had the other ones, and then Cornette and Dangerously would like hit each other with a tennis racket or a phone or
2: something. <laughs> just, it was funny, but I, I like I liked Bobby. And Stan I was there. also fortunate enough to see beautiful Bobby in person. Nice, yes, yeah, he oh. passed away recently. Yes, he did. Yeah, I saw him in Virginia also. Yep. Which he was—he was a very good worker, no, no matter what combination. He was a much bigger guy than I thought he was when I saw him in person. I was like, "Oh, teen. he never came across as a large guy." But he was. So Michael he was Hayes a... is the same way. Mm-hmm. Like
1: I met him in person, I was like crap—he's a big dude. He's just you just don't really. You met believe. Michael? He, uh-huh. Yeah, at the Ohio Center, he was. Uh, he was ordering. He was ordering. Uh, it was a day of wrestling, he was down there ordering some Subway, and he kind of leaned in, and his head touched the top of the sign. Like, mm. I went, Michael Hayes. Hey, kid. <laughs> I said I'm a big fan. He's like, well, thank you. And he was, uh, he was a bad guy then, <laughs> but he was very oh, nice wow. to me. So, uh, let's see here. I'm going to next uh, talk about the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Heart. Again, WWF, and I, and I put these guys at the bottom of my list because, like, you know, I don't think they're top of the list worthy, but um they were um they were a very good tag team i mean Bret hart again like Shawn michaels one of my favorite wrestlers i think brett's awesome brett is awesome like he i mean he could make anybody look good but at the same time he always looked good he i mean he had that look of a a wrestler and he always seemed like he was mad Mm -hmm. and uh so those two together were i like them
2: I would just clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not you're not just ahead all up, Europe, buddy. All right. So this team was one of those where I, I thought they could have really gotten a much bigger push. It Would be Doom, Ron Simmons, and Butch Reed. Oh yeah, two very athletic, two very large, muscular men. Mm-hmm. And Ron Simmons is, actually both are former NFL players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Simmons was uh, drafted by the Browns, and I don't remember who Butch Reed played with. I want to say Kansas City. Yeah, I, I think yeah it was Kansas City. Yeah, I know uh, Ron Simmons was like. Uh, I think he was like,
1: he he got Heisman votes, and they they promoted like he's a Heisman finalist. Yes, you oh, know? Wow. yes they did. as they do in wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, he was a very good college player, but it didn't translate. I think I think he got injured. Something happened that he his pro career didn't pan out right. So I forget. He knew somebody in wrestling and convinced him to come over, and he was a the the first African American WCW champion.
2: So, yes, he was.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he was he was very good. And the longer he wrestled, the more he did. But as Doom, it was probably my favorite era for him. Him and Butchery together were were, mm. were great. I remember when he, he used to call be called Bruce Reed. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's earlier on. Uh, he was big in Kansas City, and then he came to Georgia. And uh, he was good. he always had that off the top rope clothesline. It was really good. After the Gorilla Slam um let's see i'm gonna i want to switch over to um maybe these guys i have a ton of respect for the three guys in this group here i talk about the varsity club uh rick steiner dr death steve williams and mike rotundo now mike rotundo was a collegiate wrestler at syracuse rick steiner was a collegiate wrestler at michigan and Dr. Death was a football player for Oklahoma. He actually wrestled. I don't think he wrestled all four years, but mm-hmm. he had did wrestle at Oklahoma. Did he wrestle? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so these guys, like, they knew how to wrestle-wrestle. like, so, And that really translated in the ring. Because sometimes they would just do these little things where they would, like, be doing some flips and some things. and the, Like the warm-ups and the calisthenics they would do. was, was kind of cool. But, like, I used to love those guys when they would come together. And then they kind of make... Made Rick Steiner like the stooge of the group. He'd come out with like two different boots on, and like he was dumb, and and like Rotunda would slap him in his headgear and stuff. And that's kind of end up how they ended up. Uh, he ended up leaving them eventually and feuding with them. But uh, I think Danny Spivey came and joined the group, and he when he left. But uh, it was um, I just I mean I just love those guys. So they're they're some of my favorites of that era.
2: This tag team. It really didn't have a name, but they were definitely heat seekers. Um they were led by Freddie Blassie, also known as Classy Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie
1: Blassie. You pencil
2: neck geek. Nikolai yep. Volkov and Iron Sheek. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, definitely got heat. You had your Russian and Iranian. And your <laughs> Iranian. Um so a great tag team. And I'll I'll throw another one out there from the I know you're not a big WWF fan, but yep. it was a good one. They were led by Bobby the Brain. Heaton was King Kong, Bundy, and Big John Stud. Oh, they just bored me to death. They're just so large. (laughs) They were large, but they were intimidating. intimidating.
1: Oh, I I, I just... (coughs) Like, those are the kind of things that make me turn the channel. Like, oh, it's time to go get a sandwich. I was like... And then here... Stupid gorilla monsoon talking about them. Those guys are so big and Vince McMahon like, ha ha ha, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I just could, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. So, I, all of my top ten guys here were were listed between our conversations. So I got some honorable mentions here, and and one I'm going to mention is the Steiner brothers. Like, it's the Road Warriors, then the Steiner brothers. Like my one and two favorite tag teams. The Steiner Brothers, the only reason they got honorable mention and not higher on the list is they didn't start wrestling together until 1989. So the late, late, late in the decade, but over the next five, six years, like they won every title, traveled the world, went to the WWF for a while, hated it, came back to WCW, and they were just great. I mean, Scott was on steroids. I'm sure he probably still is. He just He's just so freakishly large. But Would you also like to go see him? also
2: a collegiate no. Cuz is going to be uh chill coffee in about 2 weeks. Nice. Really? <laughs> yes. But uh in the ring. No. Wow.
1: Scott was um he was also a collegiate wrestler at Michigan and I his 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 microphone work later later on when he became a heel was great. The genetic mm-hmm. freak and he was yeah he they were
2: good so I, I love the stuff actually uh, my fantasy football <coughs> name is Big Bad Booty Daddy nice <laughs> where are my freaks at <laughs>
1: holla if you can hear me <laughs> that's no so funny way. Yep. so
2: funny and if you're looking for a wifi connection <laughs> in my neighborhood <laughs> it's Big Bad Booty Daddy and my wife put it in so
1: oh wow <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, honey. Oh, that is great. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that is great. Okay. Who would you say, is, who you got next
2: there? Uh, we've pretty much completed my top ten. Um, really outside of there, um, kind of a team that everybody knew as the Bushwhackers, but we know them as the, the Kiwi Auss- Sheepherders. Yes. The Kiwi or the Australian Sheepherders or just yes. the Sheepherders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Luke and Butch. Yeah,
1: those guys, again, they're just a product of their environment, in the WWF. They came out with their stupid strut and, like, licking each other's heads and <laughs> giving toys to the kids. Like, when we knew them, they were bleeding every night, the worst bad guys in the whole freaking world. Like, they were just over so greatly. But we got to see them later in the WWF as just a shadow of their old selves. <laughs> what
0: money on them. was. Uh, was Mr. Wrestling number one and two? Were those like, were they an actual tag team per se? Uh, they were
2: more 70s when they tagged together, yeah. Um, Mr. Wrestling one but, was quite a bit older, so I saw, well, him. I don't know if he was really quite a bit older, know, but he reti- <laughs> two was old yeah. forever. <laughs> he retired much sooner, so therefore, you know, yeah. they were so, more uh, elite. The, 70s. How many were there? It was like three or four? Were three I thought I, I saw. maybe Maybe there's four who
1: knows there's probably like a Mr. Wrestler 17 you know which is funny because you know we'll watch like AEW and stuff they shouldn't have like Mr. Wrestling come out (laughs) like a dude named Mr. Wrestling just come out and just destroy people sure yeah with a black and white mask
2: do a little fireman's carry that's little right. legs <laughs> leg sweep, oh oh, the golden knee lift to finish him off, oh, yeah, It's like, that's your finisher, <laughs> which is
1: really funny because you see like like some of the dumb finishers back then, like Tommy Rich had the Luthez press, yes, which is just He's basically like, jumping in a guy's arms, kind of yeah, of <laughs> and he can't hold your weight and you're landing on top of him, dumb. Don't the wind right out of him. That's right. Who needs a top rope? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another tag team I liked back then, uh, the Skyscrapers. So Sid Vicious and Mark Callis, which we knew him as the Undertaker. They were a great tag team Ooh. for a short period of time. Of course, uh, Undertaker had to carry him because Sid Vicious was not the greatest wrestler. He was okay. And then when uh, uh, they split up and, and Sid, I think it was Sid with Danny Spivey. Or was it Callus was Spivey? I can't remember. Danny Spivey came was a, was a skyscraper at one point, and on at, at one point there was a masked skyscraper which was Wayne Enos. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was a masked skyscraper for a while. So, yeah, but you know they were good. Um, well, we, let, let's just go down our list here. So, um, let's see here the Killer Bees. Remember them. Boring. Oh, I'm sorry. Boring. Yeah, they were pretty boring, but you know they were they, they were good. But again, in the AWA, they were different. Than they were in the WWF. That's all I know them of. Yeah, they weren't so good. Uh, the Samoan SWAT team, Rob's favorite team. <laughs> my favorite team, but they were good. Samu and Fatu. So some of the Samoans, their cousins to the Rock. Mm-hmm. So they um they were they were really good, really good. Oh, uh, let's see. The Mega Powers. We can't forget them. Yeah, bringing Hogan and Savage together. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they they were maybe one of the most popular tag teams of the decade, but, you know. Yeah, but eh. you
2: get that jealousy. Breaks the t- team up every time. Maybe you
1: get a beautiful woman in the mix, and that's what happens. How how, how much did they compete together as a tag team? Whatever, maybe six months? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Did they win the tag team titles? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah. They, they were just yeah. more gimmicky, just to bring it to very the big gimmicky. names. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's how they did it. Uh, the Blade Runners, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, not a good tag team so much because they were both this very early in their careers and they weren't established wrestlers. Like the Ultimate Warrior never did become a good wrestler, he just had that look. But Sting was one of the greatest in-ring I performers. Sting, Great but, on the
2: mic, over with the fans. But if you watched him at that time, whew, he was so very rough oh, around the edges. They, they were both very rough. But
1: we mentioned them because of what they became later. So, uh, Let's see, the Moondogs. Rex and Spot. Rex and Spot. <laughs> so they, these guys, they, they were a couple like backwoods-looking hillbillies. They would come to the ring uh, very much like the Sheep Herders. Whenever you had a match of those guys, blood was going to happen. Yeah, Chairs, would, tables. Just jeans with a uh, rope <laughs> around the waist. Oh, wow. <laughs> Their hair was always a mess. They had big scruffy beards. and But we remember uh, Me and Snowball doing. it. Yeah, you <laughs> guys uh, Let's see. American Express. Mike Rotunda and Barry
2: Wyndham. Very talented team. They really could have the, neither one was great on the mic. That was their biggest issue. Yeah. Very talented in the ring. Yep. You know, looks were okay, but their mic presence just wasn't there. No.
1: Which it's that's why I say like with the Varsity Club, Mike Rotunda shined cuz he didn't have to really say too much. You know, it was usually Kevin Sullivan talking or Steve Williams, Dr. Death, like he was pretty good on the mic. So he could get in there and charge people up. And then Rick Steiner would just get in there and just grunt a few words and and that would be about it. But um but yeah, they were a good tag team only together for a short time. They won the tag titles in the WWF and it's probably their contract to win it and then they kind of broke up and this role really much to them. um from very early on uh when I first started watching wrestling, the Armstrongs, Yeah, Georgia Championship wrestlers, Bob and Brad Armstrong. They were a good tag team, you father know, and son. Yeah. Father and son, I'm very sure. athletic. But even even Bob Armstrong in his you know he was probably in his fifties at this point, mm-hmm. but still a very good performer. And then the last ones I have here are the Von Erichs. That's the wrestling family. You, yeah, it's like you, you can't talk about eighties wrestling and leave out the Von Erichs. So Carrie, Kevin, David, and Mike um, all brothers. Kevin's the only one still alive. The other brothers died at very young ages for different reasons. Uh, carries had to do with snowballs. It was like a curse. I think it was almost cursed. They it were. In, yeah. Yeah. yeah like it. Yeah. Yes. They were. So. So. Talented. Yes. That was. That was rough. But. Uh, so that that does it for our our talk. Now, we've got something special planned. Like we weren't really sure where to go with this, but um, Snowball had this great idea. You know what? We're gonna take another break. We're gonna be right back, and we're gonna finish this off in style. So hang tight. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. Now this is the part we were looking forward to. Like we could have just done a podcast about with this topic. So what we're going to do, and this is Snowball's idea, we are going to pick a tag team partner, which would be an 80s wrestler. We've got to come up with a theme, like a, an entrance music theme, name of music. your tag team, yeah. and a finishing move. Okay. Sound you good? get that? I got that. All right. Well, of course you
0: got it because this is
1: Because you made it day. up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I am ready. I am prepared. So snowball, yeah. bring it on. Or Matt. No, you, no. You get, why don't we start no, no, with
0: I, Matt? Well, I, I'm just kind of setting this up for you guys, because, I mean, this well, is... Well, you you got your own partner, though. You do, told us who it was. Well, I mean, uh, but see, I just don't got the details like you guys got. Oh, so I, you're
2: going
1: to kind of feed off of whatever
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: kinda, I mean, yeah. I kind of know who I'd want to be okay. with, but I'm just saying.
2: Good. Okay. Well, those of you who've listened to the prior podcast know that I kind of had a, a thing with Summer Blonde. I would dye my hair. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the wintertime, you have a little little sun sun in, in. a little summer blonde. Right, right. You know, so my tag team would be called the Blonde Bombers. Here we go. Okay. Okay. My partner isn't necessarily known as a tag team wrestler but I'm going to bring him into the tag team environment. Tommy Wildfire Rich. Tag on it! Ooh. Tag on it! Braun, <laughs> uh, yep, so we'll bombers, Tommy Wildfire Rich. Rich my right. man, it. And our look is we're going to have these ring jackets that look like those aviation bomber jackets, but they're going to be pink and black and white. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a heart foundation. <laughs> a little bit, you know, but yeah, our own <coughs> unique look there. Maybe,
1: maybe a little black accents in them. Yeah, kind of set them off, kind okay. of make them, make them okay. bounce out a little
2: bit. Yep, it's very eighties mm-hmm. color scheme. It is very eighties. What, what's cheap.
0: the name? What, the Blonde
2: Bombers. Blonde Bombers. You Tommy Fo Wildfire Ridge. It, and my name is Magic Mike, and I had that way before the movie ever okay. came out. Okay, way okay, way before that. Okay, I, Magic Mike and Wildfire. Yep. All right. Okay. All right. We're we're gonna come to the ring to uh, pour some sugar on me. The extended version. <laughs> well, let's hear a little bit of that.
0: Okay, so now you're going into the ring. ring. yep. You're whooping some tail. Yep. Doing your thing.
2: Uh-huh. And uh, we're heels. We're not going to be baby faces. We're turning oh, Tommy Which heel. Tommy could do both. Tommy's Tommy, he Tommy could a heel in, in Memphis. I yeah. like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. So we'll run together as a tag team for a while, but eventually I will uh, turn on Tommy and make him a baby face again. Oh. And we'll yeah. have our own little uh, rivalry for a couple of years. So, so
0: when you guys are in there and you're doing your thing... How are you gonna end your match? What's your what's your my finisher, finisher is move?
2: called the mic drop.
0: The, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes,
2: yes, which is basically
0: oh that's so funny.
2: Just a uh, splash from the top rope all the way across the ring because I have hops like that. that yes. I will cover. Oh, yeah, he's maybe close to the far corner. You come in from the opposite corner and yes. boom, the mic
1: drop.
0: The mic drop.
1: I. So, well into your solo career, the mic
2: drop is still your signature move. Absolutely, absolutely. I like that's, ways. Yep. Like Tommy that, Luthes presses him. I do the mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with The Luthes press because he's practically dead <laughs> after the Luthes press. <laughs> yes, he's moving after that right, right. finisher. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's staggering. He ain't doing much, and here you come to finish, Boom. bang with the mic drop. One, two, three, dude. That's absolutely. That's it's legendary. That I like that's, it. That's, that's like up it. there. The rats will love us. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. I can't mess up. I mean, I, I, I just, my brain, I just, I can't even wrap my head around something that cool. <laughs> I, I think that's the coolest <laughs> that is thing. Cool. That is cool. You've got something for us, don't you, Robbie? I do.
1: I do. So, my partner is going to be, like, physically almost a clone of me. <laughs> Oh, here we go! A clone of you. Yeah, here so we, so, guess, no, so physically, we. like standing next to each other, like the pretty much the same physique, right? Mike so, Jackson. So Mike Jackson, <laughs> you're Mike Jackson. <laughs> My partner's gonna be Sting. Here we uh, go. Okay. The rollerblade runners. <laughs> the, that's funny. <laughs> so Sting is is it, it, we're talking like Surfer Sting, not like Crow Sting. Okay, yeah, so we're still yeah. '80s Sting. So, all the bright color combinations, whether it's pink and black and mm-hmm. white or red, white, and blue or green, and you know, all the colors every night. I've got the dark hair, he's got the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest difference. we got the face paint. Um, we're coming down to um, Looks at like Kill by Motley Crue. Love that. Fans are going crazy. Look, can we
0: hear a little bit of that? Okay, too? okay,
1: yeah. All right, let's hear it. Going nuts they're into of course we are we're baby faces like we're oh, over Crawford, yeah and um, our, our name is called the nightmares the night we are your worst nightmares. nightmare this is this is what you dream about like when we're talking we're, we're on the mic we're, we're talking we're talking about this is your worst nightmare this is a reality you hope would never ever happen was facing these two good point mm-hmm. so I like that
2: what's your name huh what's your name
1: my name? Yeah. I never thought of a name. For <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, see? Rock and Rob. But no, not nothing that stupid. Uh, rock and Rob. So if he's Sting, I guess I would have to be um hmm. Like you want to say something like Crash. Okay, that's been taken. Like Flash. No, he was known as that before he was Sting. Rock. Oh, wait, that's taken. So, you know, I I'm I'm just going to be uh yeah. Snake, snake, yeah, nice. like Jake Roberts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to come up with, and it? it's know? not that hard
2: to come up with the name. Oh. I've had my name since I was twelve years old. Oh, for crying Gee out, she whatever. Uh, let's go, Rocket. I'm Rocket,
1: Sting, and Rocket. I love mm. it. Mm. I love. It. Yeah, so, so came up with.
0: okay. So you're whipping, you're fighting in the ring, you're doing yeah. your thing. So, how, how are you going to end the match? Here
1: is, here's the finisher. And we may alternate how this is done. So Sting hits him with a superplex. I come off with a moonsault. It's called. It's called spinal tap. Oh! oh. And I maybe kinda, the, the next night I might superplex him, and Sting comes off with a moonsault. I do because we're both like... strong and athletic and charismatic. I, I kind of We're tag team champs. I'm kicking out of that. You you're, can't get, you're, you're you're are not <laughs> kicking out of both of those moons. Nobody kicks. He's, nobody kicks out of, yeah. of the moonsault. By the way, the especially
2: moonsault. after after the superplex, like it ain't going to happen. Yeah, so you, you, you're probably stuck. So right? I don't know, man. You get hit by that Lethes press, and then the mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> that Lethes press is awful tough. Oh,
1: so, yes. so you know, we're tag team champs for a while. We break the team breaks up. We we go our separate ways, but we're, we're still buds. Like we're still got each other's back. We're still, okay. you know, still we're still in war games going against the Four Horsemen and and uh, the Powers of Pain and all these other people. So like w- you know, we're still cool. And we uh, throughout our careers, he'll go someplace. I'll be right after him, or the other way around. We both end up in the. In the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Dude, that's awesome. That's great. We're both like 10-time world champions and multiple-time awesome. tag team champs.
0: Well, you, yeah. you guys did it right. That was, I. no, let, let me, let's just, let's just end it with this. No, you, no, 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 you're no, not off the hook. No, I, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Here's how we're going to do it for you. Okay, hold on. Here's how we're going to end this real quick. You two meet each other in the ring, straight up. You got the magic mic. And you got to, Who are you? Huh? Who are you? What's your name again? Rocket. I'm the Rocket. Yeah, you guys are matched up. Tag teams. You, who, who's going to win this match? Oh, wow, that's killed. not even close. No, no, I'm you, asking a question. <laughs> you know,
1: it might be close,
2: but he's got Tommy Rich.
0: Don't mess with Tommy Rich.
2: You put Tommy shut Rich against mouth.
0: Sting. You shut your mouth, with Tommy Rich.
2: He's former World NWA World Champion, and so is <laughs> Sting. <laughs>
0: Who's going to win? Well,
2: I, my team wins. Absolutely. Oh, no because way. we're the heels. We're going to take every advantage we can. Yeah. Good point. First move, it's the equalizer. little blow to the groin. Kick the crotch. <laughs> Boom. See that? Yep. Already got the advantage.
0: Did I, you think you'd win?
2: No, we are kind of got that road warriors thing about us.
1: Whether we're face or heel, we're tough as nails. Like, we are going to run him over. Like... See, this know. is your worst nightmare. Like, <clears throat> the fans can cheer us if they want, but we're going to be as dirty as we want to be. Yeah. yeah it, it, you know, we'll gouge the eyes. We'll do the crotch shot. I
0: kind of think the ma- I, I think the mic drop's going to really do some damage, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I just, I
1: don't Maybe know. if you're wrestling Mike Jackson and... Ken Timms. Nothing <laughs> wrong with those guys. Randy Barber is a good opponent. George South. Don't sell him short, no. So we since he's not gonna do it, we gotta do it for him. Alright. Okay. All okay, right. so you mentioned before Dusty Rhodes Dusty Rhodes would
0: be my partner. I would I would, I wanna partner up with Dusty. Okay. Okay. So
2: um what what would their name be? Are you going with the kind of a Texas name? Here he used to be a Texas outlaw, but you can't
0: reuse that one. No. Um I, I I thought I'd be rusty, but because I, I thought we would rusty? R- rusty and dusty. Rusty, <laughs> <laughs> are, are you an ambiguously <laughs> gay dude? I'm just rusty. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the team we were going for. Rusty back. Rhodes. I
1: thought I'd be I, rusty. Rusty River. Okay, so so you got to be built like his cousin. Yeah, I'm. um yeah. and you're Dutchess. also got to be from Texas. Or I'm Dusty. you got a cousin. Texas
0: accent to you? I can, I can have one for that did day. Did you hear? Yes. Did you hear
1: him singing "Good Old Boys" last week? <laughs> so, uh, me, yeah. me
0: and the boy. Yeah, the uh, the Texas dream. We'd be American dream. Be a Texas dream. The Texas dream. Texas. That's it. The Texas Dreams. Rusty and Dusty. Yeah. Rusty and Dusty, the Texas Dream. <laughs> so,
1: so, so, what was Dusty's finishing? Mean, he had the bionic elbow. The He had the,
0: bionic he elbow. Had the bi- I mean, that was powerful. He could. He could, He could bust up some craniums with yeah, the elbow. Yeah, but
1: he never really had. I mean, he twirled his hands. Yeah, you know? but he was spinning. He would. Wind, and, he would wind up for the. He you know, had the winder so. He figured yeah.
0: for it. He figured for it. Okay. Maybe we would do. Maybe we would do a figure eight. <laughs> yeah, you're both. That's gone. Yeah, we would figure eight these fools. Uh, we okay. would do something like okay. that. What are you okay. coming to the ring to? Well, I mean, I still. I got, I already got my song. I come into his heartache tonight. You know, I mean, that's just regardless. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's somebody. By the
1: Eagles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's
2: hear a piece of that.
0: come undone we can do I'm just saying that's the best entrance yeah, to any wrestling a it's a great one okay one. and if you I was, a, I was
1: thinking more of a ZZ Top feel with a mm, whole Texas thing uh, so.
0: I mean it maybe could do a little more country flair there but if you go mess with Duffy and Rusty, you're gonna <laughs> be able, the it's a must <laughs> <laughs> I think we would have a good mic let's presence. talk about hard times let's daddy talk about house harm daddy I think we would do good job. On, I think fans would like us. I think we'd lose a lot. What's your, what's your look? You think, even, you think you would lose a lot? I, I think, think we'd win lose. a lot. You, I, mean, you I think the fans are going to love us. You Rusty know. gets
2: pinned a lot. <laughs> I, think, I think Rusty tapped out a lot. line. <laughs> Dusty can't reach him. What's your look? Do you dye in your hair blonde?
0: Are you a top <laughs> yeah, hat? <you> got to. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got the pearl. red hair. He's going to dye it red.
0: <laughs> uh, it's going to be tight, curly, pearl. That's true
2: with a name like Rusty. you got to be a redhead. Yeah,
0: see... But it'd be a tight curly perm, and I'd probably put on a few more pounds. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Yeah, <laughs> I would put on a few today. few more pounds so I could catch up with Dusty. And uh, yeah, I think we'd be something like that. No, nice. so, but I, I think yeah, we, we would do an elbow. I'd probably do if I could get him in some kind of like um, some kind of like a backbreaker where I, I'd hold him right here, mm-hmm. and then he and then Dusty would come up. Maybe do the wine. You know, oh something. yeah. The while while I got him right like here, he gonna come off and bam. See what I'm saying? Call I mean, the
1: atomic assault.
0: Atomic assault, boom. Mm-hmm. There it is. I maybe like it. maybe we can do something like that. Yeah. I don't see us winning a lot.
1: I do. I, I do. Uh, the, the only time would like I could see maybe like Dusty having to come into the ring alone and pick a partner from the back because Rusty's out with the girls. There, see <laughs> that? That Rusty he's out with the ladies again. <laughs> he's out with the baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: saying. <laughs> I, I think we, I think we, we'd hold our own. I but but, but Dusty and Rusty from, uh, I'm, Ab- I'm just picturing Ab-
1: Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. Remember when they tagged yep. together? Like that was like the most out of shape, less worst condition team ever. Yeah.
0: We'd probably try for that. I'd, I'd try to hold I think you're in better
1: shape than a Dick. A lot Lord of Robbins. headlocks. A lot of headlocks. <laughs> a lot of headlo- arm bars. <laughs> a lot, he, lot of working on the arm. And the shoulder. arm bar working on the, he's, got the, he's got
0: it in tight. He's winding up tight. He's working on that knee now. <laughs> yeah, nice and slow.
1: but oh, that's, that's, that's great. What we do. That, that's, that's, a, that's my angle probably. So. I like it. I like it so I, I think we'd have very credible tag teams no matter what i think we'd be good i i back then man i used to want to be a wrestler i you know, like that'd be so fun man even today i'm thinking man you know what I, i'd like to like be a booker for some of these promotions like aew does a pretty good job but man uh, oh, there's still ways i look at it and go mm, they could do this and that and Bring fans in. WWF completely is missing the boat. Yeah, I haven't watched that one in years. I have like I, I, I'll try, and I can't make it. It's like there's too many girl matches. I mean, <laughs> I love the ladies, but I don't want to see them wrestle every time I turn TV on. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh, you know, I want to see guys beating the crap out of each other. Come on! It's like when I'm watching action movies, I don't, you know, girl fights okay for a couple minutes, but I don't want to see it over and over. I want to see dudes crushing each other. I want to see girls like. Just being pretty. So, anyway, there it is. All right, so that does it for tonight's podcast. I believe. Did we miss anything? Is I don't it all think covered?
2: So. Thank you, Rob. Well, thank you, thank guys, you fans it. for listening.
1: <laughs> Appreciate the time. Yeah. And um, as a special treat, our, our closing theme is going to be the. The world championship wrestling theme from the 80s. We loved it. Whenever this came on at 6.05 on Sunday. 6.05. On Saturdays, we knew it was on. It's go time, baby. All right, guys. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Take care. God bless you.